sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Happy Advent, or almost, depending on how quickly you are listening or watching this episode of Ignition. Um, we're about to celebrate, or we're just beginning to celebrate the season of Advent in which we prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, as we just celebrated last weekend. But why did Jesus come? He came for many reasons, to save us from sin, that we would become sons and daughters of the Father, but also to conquer as part of that, not just sin, not just death, but the devil as well, to conquer all those false gods that vie for our attention, some of whom are of our own making, some of, some of whom are demonic in origin. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition, those subtle ways in which we can find ourselves worshiping false gods. And in particular, we're going to be looking at some of the, frankly, occult practices that a lot of us think are just fun and games, but actually can open the doorway to well, dark places that don't, we, we don't want to go. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is... Ignition at sfcatholic.org. And that voice, if you're listening, uh, face you'll probably recognize is Robin Bruggeman, one of my regular co-hosts. Hey, Robin. Hi there. I see you have uh, usurped the, uh, the the first chair of Ignition yeah. and relegated me to the second chair. I might not want to leave this spot. Well, you might not, and and, and, <laughs> and I may be fine with that. So we're uh, that's right. You're still you're still in control. It's still your show. I still you're have hosting. power. I still have it's, it's all thanks good. Thanks for those even affirmations. Even though we're in different spots even today. Though, there we go. So. Actually, so as much as that's the case, actually, this is, um, well, you know that I always like, Robin, what do you want to talk about? Uh, and sometimes, Chris, I want to talk about this even before I ask the question. Um, and this week's episode is actually one that somebody else raised to your attention. Yep. Um, so we're going to be, so I, did you, did you like the hook that we're, it's Advent and we're not yeah, talking about baby I was like, Jesus. Where are you we're, going with yeah, this? Yeah, we're talking about huh? King Jesus and how yeah. he came to uh, free us from all sorts of binds. No. Ties that might bind us, yeah, uh, some yeah. of which are a bit more subtle. So, mm -hmm. would you mind giving a little bit of backstory, not divulging, you know, we want to protect names of the innocent, yeah. uh, but kind of how this came to be a topic that you want to talk about here as we're starting Advent? Yeah, I can real quick. So, um, sometimes out and about, people will say, You're listening to the show. And I'll usually ask, what, What's one of your favorite episodes? And then I will usually say, What would you like me to ask Dr. Bergwald about, or what topics do you want addressed? And this gal um, got back to me a couple weeks later with this topic. How about like horoscopes right. and things of that nature? So I'm like, ooh, that is a good one. And I've kind of been thinking about it. And then I brought it to your attention. And then it was kind of funny because then I was shopping after I went into here in the office last week. And then all of a sudden I was seeing it everywhere. Right. Things right. that have to do with this yep. in store. So it's yep. like, it's there. It, and yep. you might notice it, you might not. You might notice it more now after we talk about it. People <laughs> might start being like, oh, sure enough, it is there. So I think it's a good thing to address. Yeah. Um, so people know where the church stands and yeah. Yep, exactly. So what what I want to do just as a way to get into this, so you just, you mentioned the word horoscope. Mm -hmm. So horoscopes are, um, and, and we'll talk about this more. So if you're somebody who, you know, every now and then, 
for some reason you're flipping through the paper. Do people mm-hmm. still get papers? I think I don't know still exist. Um, <laughs> but you might like your horoscope and be like, oh my gosh, well just hold on. Like yeah. we'll get into it and make some distinctions and mm-hmm. hopefully clarify some things, maybe set your mind at ease in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way I want to start is, is by looking um, at what the, the catechism of the Catholic church has to say. That's a great place about, to start. Literally. I mean, the example that that is a good place to start. Um, the word ca- the the word horoscopes is actually mentioned oh. in the catechism. Did you know that, Robert? I did not. I'm anxious to hear. So this is all um, so context in the catechism for what we're going to be talking about. Um, the church addresses topics like horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, that sort of thing, tarot cards. Um, addresses these things in the context of. Um, ways that we might unintentionally um, or unintentionally violate one of the commandments. So it's in the section of the catechism that talks about the 10 commandments. Um, real quick, this is like tangential to this, but I want to talk briefly about, just briefly about the catechism. So Robin, do you know like the, the basic structure of the catechism of the Catholic church? I think so. Four parts. Do you know that? Oh, maybe. I was just thinking that, are they ways that have to do with? Self? Nope. Or nope. God nope. Nope. Or, that's something okay. else. Then, yep. I think, then I don't. So the catechism, which is again, uh, not a, the catechism is an official summary of what of what we believe as Catholics. What God is, has four basic parts. They're not equal in size, but four basic distinctions. Mm-hmm. It starts with um, the content of the creed. I believe oh, in God the Father, okay. and you know the, the Nicene Creed. It unpacks what we about God and His Creator, about who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit, the Church. Um, and so on. The second part is on the liturgy and sacraments. Mm. So the celebration of the Christian faith. So that's where we get into the seven sacraments and the other liturgical forms of worship and what they all are. I mean, the third then, so the first two, the first two are really the proclamation of what God has revealed to us and how he communicates himself to us, his life in in his grace. This, the third part of the catechism is our response to him and how we live in Jesus, life in Christ. And it, that's where it talks about the Beatitudes, the virtues, and the commandments. The fourth part of the catechism is how we respond to the Lord in our prayer. So the fourth part of the catechism is on prayer. Okay, so, I didn't know any of that. Yep, so. yep. I mean, um, I know the catechism exists. I didn't know you it was know that. four different. Four different parts. Yep. One cool thing is the first two parts, which is about God's primacy and his initiative, is bigger than the second two parts. Hmm. So the first quote unquote half of the catechism is actually more than half in terms of its mm-hmm. content, which shows how uh, literally uh, it starts with what God does for us before we get to what we do in response. Oh. All right. Yeah. So that third part is where we get the treatment of the 10 commandments, which is mm-hmm. the second part of that it starts with virtues and beatitudes, and then it dives into the commandments. So mm-hmm. that is context. Robin, any guesses which one of the commandments in which one of the commandments we find the discussion about things like horoscopes, palm reading, that sort of astrology, that sort of thing. Well, I suppose it's not having any other gods. Which uh, which which commandment is that? One. Numero uno. One. Yeah, you would be correct. That's Casey. Cue the ding 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 ding. <laughs> we need we need the. Uh, we the should have a little bell here. Right. Should I bring that'd one be, in? That'd, that'd be one. a good idea. No, you'll start. We're gonna, we'll have it, but it'll <laughs> You're be over. You're afraid I'll go it'll crazy. Be over here. With, yeah. I'll have it so you want to be in control? Yeah, of I, okay. I'm going to be in control. This is my show. <laughs> it's I'm your in show. control. You said yeah, that yep. earlier. Absolutely. So yes. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the, this discussion it comes from the first commandment, um, which is about um, 
worshiping the Lord our God alone and having no false gods before him. And there's all sorts of ways we can have false gods. All sorts of ways we can have false gods. So, um, Which is interesting because I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't have any other. I, of course I worship God alone. But it can be a, a way we could actually fall into sin because we're not aware of the other ways Absolutely. that we put something in front of God. Amen. So I want to just point out some of those subtle ways that we mm-hmm. settle false idols. So even though folks are listening to this around the first weekend of December, which is the mm-hmm. first Sunday of Advent, we're recording the day before Thanksgiving. So uh, Robin, I can think pretty easily how in the next two days, as we're recording this, there are three significant quote unquote false gods that many of us really struggle in our attempts not to worship them, but the true mm. God instead. Do you have any idea what I'm talking well, about? Well, I don't know, like food and football? That's two. But I'm trying to think of the third one. Family? Fried. Well, Friday, that, that, Black Friday shopping. Shopping. Right? Oh wow! <laughs> so okay. So food, yeah. I mean, we yep. could food can become a god. Um, yeah. Not really, you know. I don't bow down to my turkey. Oh, great you're turkey! Yeah. You're mighty and powerful. No, 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 no. But we, we can a little bit overdo it. But we can overdo we it. Can we can think give it, a lot about it. False, <laughs> false idols, false gods is where we give them undue priority in our lives, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I certainly have at times given food an undue priority. Um, football, sports. Mm-hmm. Right, it's really easy yeah. to give um, in our culture today. Not everybody, certainly, mm-hmm. but hobbies. Mm-hmm. We could give hobby. You know, maybe not into football, you but you might really be into music. Well, it'd be right. possible for us to elevate that inappropriately. True. Uh, and then finally, yeah, I think shopping, shopping. could be for some of us hmm. um, uh, a false god that we might occasionally yeah. bow down before, yeah, metaphorically speaking. So I'll keep that in mind. It's not just, it's not just, you know, you know, I don't have a statue of ball that I pull out and, you know, about, it's not about, you know, literal, like other deities. Mm -hmm. It can be more subtle than that. So we shouldn't, do you think we should have turkey statues out at Thanksgiving? Turkey (laughs) statues? Statues are okay as long as you're not worshiping them. Do you have a statue on the farm at the Bruggemans? No, but I just, never mind. All right. Okay. You don't know what I was going to. Anyways, never mind. Meanwhile, um, back to the catechism. Okay, back to the catechism. I think we just averted. Uh, I don't know what we averted. I'm going to find out after we record. Uh, so the first part of the catechism, first commandment, rather, first commandment, um, you shall have no other gods before me. There's a heading in this section. So this would be 215 and following the catechism, which has the heading divinization and magic. Mm. No, divination. Divination. And magic. And magic. So this is where, so I want to start with 215, okay? Okay. All right. So listen close, Robin, because I wonder if you have any questions about the catechism. I feel like you want to quiz me. (laughs) I'm not going to quiz you. Just I'll listen, though, either way. Because I've been using this, I've been using this metaphor a lot lately. When I was a wee little lad, sometimes it was tonight, the, the, the the night before Thanksgiving. Sometimes it was tomorrow. Um, one of my favorite TV specials would air. Not The Wizard of Oz. Is that the Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown. Oh. Robin, what does Charlie Brown's teacher sound like? Well, do I have to make that sound? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I'm going to force like, you. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 yeah. wah, wah. That's yeah. exactly. Wah, wah. Yes, exactly. It's, it's a sound that our kids hear when we talk. Precisely. <laughs> and it might be a sound that you hear when I start reading the catechism. So oh, no. don't, oh, don't, don't go. Pay attention, teacher. Don't and pay, all the listeners. No, 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 but I'm not Charlie Brown's teacher. I'm not Charlie no, Brown's teacher. No, I know. No, okay. you are the teacher, okay. but you're not Charlie Brown's teacher. Not Charlie teacher. Brown's teacher. I'm listening. 
2015 from the Catechism. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> God can reveal the future to his prophets or to other saints. Still, a sound, so God can reveal the future to his prophets or to other saints. Lowercase s. Still, a sound Christian attitude consists in putting oneself confidently into the hands of providence for whatever concerns the future and giving up all unhealthy curiosity about it. Improvidence, however, can constitute a lack of responsibility. Okay? So, um, God can and has at times revealed the future to his prophets and to other saints. So, there have been Christians, just as in the Old Testament, the prophets of the Old Mm -hmm. Testament, so too, in the, the, the era of the New Covenant, there have been men and women to whom God has revealed the future from time to time. Uh, but the Catechism says that our attitude should consist in putting ourselves confidently into the hands of the province, so into the hands of the Father, uh, and giving up all unhealthy curiosity about the future. Okay. 2016 is where we get into the, I'd say meat and potatoes, but turkey and stuffing. Okay. All, all the people are hearing this after, so I got to stop with the Thanksgiving Well, they're still references. thinking about it. They're still full. They're still trying to That's digest true. all yeah, this. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All forms of divination. So all forms of divination are to be rejected. So first and foremost, that, that word isn't, first and foremost is not there, but it is first and foremost, recourse to Satan or demons. So duh, mm-hmm. conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. So all forms of divination are to be rejected, starting with recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Don't do those things. Okay. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time history, and, in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. Okay, that's a long sentence. It lists all of them. It lists all of these. So again, consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomenon of clairvoyance, and recourse to mediums, all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and, excuse me, and in the last analysis, other human beings as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. And then it's going to go on in the next paragraph, talk about practices of magic or sorcery and time permitting, we, we can get to this. But so horoscopes, astrology, that sort of thing, um, fall in, in the way the church talks about this under the, catechis, uh, under the category in the catechism of divination trying to having that that unhealthy curiosity about the future out of a desire to control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to control again uh time history and ultimately other human beings instead of that instead of that we are supposed to again going back to 2015 put ourselves confidently into the hands of divine providence into the hands of the father who loves us Every one of us into putting our put ourselves into His hands for whatever concerns the future, as the Catechism says. So, um, what I want to do is is just take what the Catechism says and unpack that in the course of our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Robin Bruggeman about astrology, horoscopes, 
all the things by which we might try to, yeah, divine the future, mm -hmm. find out information about the future. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Will you explain to your listeners and viewers what divine providence is? Oh, uh, that, <laughs> that is a, uh, a big topic in of itself. So okay. paragraph three another, or two in the category. No, no, no. Another, we, it is, well, maybe can you just I like can, a little can, tidbit can, can, and can, then that we yes, can yes. expand on another time. So uh, I want to go back actually, because I just, as we're recording just two nights ago, talking about this for an hour. That's why I said I could go on for a while. Mm. Divine providence. So okay. paragraph 302 in the catechism is where you'll find uh, an explanation of what um, divine providence is and what the church teaches about it. So divine providence is the reality that God is guiding all of history. Mm -hmm. Events, great and teensy weensy tiny in the history of the world and the and life of, of every one of us. So um, paragraph 303 in the Catechism says, the witness of scripture is unanimous that the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. I love that phrase. The solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. Now I love it because I know what it means because the Catechism, because like, what the heck does it? This is what it means. The Catechism goes on. God cares for all from the least things to the great events of the world and its history. The Bible powerfully affirms God's absolute sovereignty over the course of events. And then paragraph 305, Jesus asks for childlike abandonment to the providence of our Heavenly Father, who takes care of his children's smallest needs. And then we have this um what is for many people well-known passage from the Gospels. Therefore, Jesus says, therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Your heavenly father knows that you need them all, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be yours as well. Okay. So, so divine providence is the reality. It's not the idea. It's not the theory. It's not the fairy tale. Wouldn't it be nice if it's the reality that God is in charge of, he's in control of everything. He either wills it positively or he allows it to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, his permissive will, he permits it to happen. Everything that happens uh, is under God's control and his allowance. Yeah, yeah that's good. Okay, okay so great. I think that can help people from to tie in what we read in the catechism to now what you're going to talk about with those Okay, forwards of divination. Things. Okay, right. So when you, so when going back to when somebody proposed this topic to you, um, why did you want to talk about it? I mean, there's a lot of things that, that we could talk about in addition. Yeah. Why is this important to me? Yeah. Well, or well, okay. Whoever. Well, I don't know. I mean, she didn't expand oh, yeah, on yeah, that. No, okay. Then to you, but, um, I guess it got me thinking. Cause then what I had asked you then when we ran into each other last week was like, a, how about like the spells or, well, okay, here's an example. Of how, because you, you might have listeners that maybe they do partake in this, but then they're just like kind of wondering about it, whatever. But maybe there's some of us that don't at the, like right now do that. But like I had mentioned to you, this place I get my tea from, they've started to like bring in a lot of this sort of yep. different things. Yep. Um, Practices. Yeah. Like the tarot cards and different things. And so like I had asked you, like, do I need to like, can I still be buying my tea there, you know, or whatever, or is there something going on in this shop? Maybe that I should be aware of spirity, whatever. Right. So I don't know if that, is that what you mean by some yeah, of the questions yeah, yeah, that yeah, I yeah, had? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it is everywhere. It is so like, I saw it in a, in a dollar store, <laughs> right? You know, so it is like everywhere, everywhere. So 
that's kind of where I was like, huh, you know, even if I'm not necessarily reading my horoscope or whatever, it's still out and about. So how does that affect things just out and about? Right. So a couple of things. So first of all, going back to, um, the paragraph, the paragraphs that we looked at 2015, 2016, um, and thinking about these practices. Again, the issue here is, am I trying to, do, do I have um, an unhealthy curiosity about the future? Do I want to figure out, figure out what's going to happen? Maybe am I going to get the job that I applied for? Mm. Um, what's going to happen with my kids or am I supposed to have kids or yeah. um, am I going to get married or is, yeah. is, is he or she the one, you know, all these things where we want to find out what's going to happen before it before happens. Before it's ready to be revealed. Yes, by before God it's ready. Himself. Right. Because again, as opposed to, all right, Lord, Heavenly Father, I know that you're in charge of all things mm-hmm. and I trust you in that. No, this is the way that we, you know, uh, as, as a friend says, this, this is one of the ways that we can badly become or exercise uh, being a control enthusiast. Mm-hmm. You know, I have control issues. Uh, we all have control issues to some degree We're, because we all, to some degree, fail to trust our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. We aspire to that. The saints do that really well. Uh, I'm on the way. Um, you're on the way. Mm-hmm. But most of us aren't there yet. Yeah. So instead, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so you can see how someone could be live a, a nice Christian Catholic life, but still maybe be doing some of these things because it's just the, like you said, yeah, I, I can trust God. Like, I do trust him. But I want to, I need to know now, like right, or right, real right. soon. So, so they just can't wait. So if I just said, and probably don't you find that people do this because it, they might find that it brings them this peace or right. something, this right. answer, yep. like, oh, well, it said I'm going to whatever. So then maybe it's a kind of a false sense of peace then yep. Yep. too. Yeah. And I, and I, right. It's a fault. It's, it is a false sense of mm-hmm. peace because With true peace God. comes from when we rest in the hands of our heavenly mm-hmm. father. So it is a false and therefore a fleeting peace. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I should say something. There. So, so the, the issue with these things is we're not, we're failing to put our trust in the, Oh yeah. I know what I was going to say. The title that I gave for the, the presentation they gave the other night was Jesus. I trust in you. Mostly. I think. Oh. <laughs> because I think that's that's the st- that's where well, frankly where most of us, us are, are at. at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I trust you to put it more scripturally. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Yeah, yeah. I still point. have some unbelief. I do believe. Mm-hmm. I, I Chris Bergwald believe there are times when I is it really true that mm-hmm. the Father has uh, cares for all things, great and small. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is. But what can happen when we start Consulting horoscopes, um, uh, read, going to astrologists, going to palm readers, um, tr- getting all these things. We're, we're, we're turning our gaze from God and to these other means by which we might gain, again, some knowledge and therefore power over what's going to happen. And and this is so, – so the issue here, and kind of going back to your oh, – oh, two things. So first of all – if you just happen, you're flipping through the paper one day and you just, okay, what does it say about, if, if you're an unhealthy curiosity, I, I would not be in the habit of reading your horoscope. Those are just, but, but if you just, if you happen, you happen to, read to read it, it you, that's really not like, do you don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're not giving it any power or influence right. in your life. Um, now, if you find yourself doing it, you know, weekly and then daily, well, maybe you are. So 
stop. <laughs> but just, I want to set your mind at ease if you've ever just read your horoscope. Give it up for Advent not. and then yeah. you'll realize that it's good to give off all the way. <laughs> right. Amen. Um, but, but the issue with a lot of these, in addition to, and especially this gets into the, the magic and sorcery that the next paragraph in the catechism gets into, the issue with these things is that some of these practices can open doors to our spiritual foes, demons, um, that it's really hard, if not impossible, for us to close. So it's not only that I'm failing to trust in God, I am unwittingly giving other other entities, other spirits, demonic spirits, demons, um, maybe some degree, greater degree of influence uh, over me than, than they otherwise have. So we, we can all be tempted. We can all be tempted to commit sins by demons. We, we face that. Temp- but, but when we get into occult practices um, and, 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 and the, the, these are all gateways into deeper occult practices. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we want to be careful. And that's where I yeah. would, you know, I don't think we need to be, I mean, uh, you can find, you know, collections of horoscopes, you know, every every store that sells anything, your grocery store, your convenience store, any old bookstore, like they're going to they're going to have a lot of these sorts of things there. It's not that we can't go to those places because they might be infested by demons or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but you have, just have to be aware, right, of, of spiritual realities when we're living our life. Um, this is why just. Daily prayer is so important that we're fortifying ourselves in re- in regular communication with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, relationship with Him. Happen to sell, mm-hmm. you know, horoscopes. We definitely have the awareness that something deeper really does exist. Yep. That, um, yeah, you just have to have an awareness because it's kind of scary, but it's real. Yep. Um, pray the Saint Michael. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was scary. I mean, like we're called, way, like what we've heard in the la- in the the daily mass readings, the Sunday mass readings, the last couple of weeks, and these first couple of weeks of Advent are a lot of them uh, are about being vigilant, yeah, and being sure, on guard, sure. and that's ready, what it is, yeah. ready for the Lord's coming at the end of time, but also being attentive to the ways that the enemy might try to get us to fall asleep. Yeah. We're called to be children of light, not of darkness. Right. Uh, we're right. called to live lives fully awake. Mm-hmm. Um, to be woke in the best sense of right, the ter- right. ter- term, to be awake uh, yeah. and, and mindful of what's going on around us, seen yeah. and unseen, visible and invisible. Right, right. Uh, and therefore, I think, um, be at peace mm-hmm. and on guard. And right. yes, it's possible to, to be both of those, to be at peace because my trust is not in my own strengths, mm-hmm. my own strength, it's in the Lord's, but also to be in guard and be watching for the wiles of the enemy who might try to needle his way into my life in a greater way. So Robin, we got like half a minute left. Any, any, any final thoughts from you on this particular topic? I don't think so. I think you, what you just said is all good. It's just to be vigilant, but be awake. Yeah. So I would say if if you have, if this is some of these practices have been habits of yours, um, repent of them, stop doing them, mention them next time you go to confession, um, and 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 just pray again, not just to turn away from that, but for a strengthening of your faith and your trust in the Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thanks, Robin. Yep. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.